Are you ready to discover who you came here to be? Welcome to the Human Design and Astro Club podcast. Human Design is a system and a tool that is here to empower you and show you your greatest potential. Come learn with us and discover who you really are. Hi friends, Crystal here. Now before we dive into this episode that I know will be providing you a lot of value and support, we wanted to share with you how we can support you off the podcast because we have a few new opportunities cooking in my kitchen and also that Leah has selected in her market. So the first offer is what we've had for a little while, which is a free guide on tips and tricks to honoring your strategy and authority. Now, if you've had a hard time understanding what your strategy is, if you've had a hard time understanding how to honor your authority and use it in your everyday life, you're going to want to head to the show notes down below and pick up this free guide. Now, our next offer is our language manual, and this is called your user manual to your true self because it reveals with you how to understand the language in human design, how to understand the key terms and the dense information in human design. We have a lot of images that give descriptions and allow you to follow your chart and learn how to use this language in your everyday life. And you can pick that up in the show notes down below. Now, our next offer is our mini classes on the four transformations, which are the variables in human design that help lead you on the path to purpose and help you better understand your process and how to get to where you are going in life. Now we have bundles with this and also a la carte classes on determination, cognition, and environment. And you can pick those up in the show notes down below. And we will be starting a variable intensive. We are super excited about this. So excited, which will be a five-week program on every single variable. And we are going to be doing a hands-on approach with this, where we'll be guiding you through the classes in depth, week by week, and you will get access to every single guidebook and workbook for life. Yes, you heard that right. Please look out for our wait list soon as this will be starting in October and there will be limited spots to this intensive. Now, we also have another class, brand new. This is brand new, you've heard it here first, that there will be a three-part series on 2027. Yep, I know everyone's interested in this class. Three live Zoom classes recorded and it's going to be on the 2027 mutation that we are all entering into. And the first class will be on August 22nd for a limited time only for the live classes. Please feel free to head to the show notes for more detail and to register for the class. Now we also have our 2022 energy forecast. Now we started at the beginning of the year. We went through all the major players that are happening in 22 and we talk about them through the lens of human design, astrology, and tarot. And you can pick that up in the show notes down below. Now, speaking of energy forecasts, we have a really big opportunity for you guys, especially you listeners that have been listening to us week after week with the program and the transit updates that we've been going through. So we've created a monthly bonus exclusive. Okay. This is called the program exclusive, which is going to be bonus material on the transits and more. And you'll also be getting a worksheet with this each month where we're going to talk about the gates and channels in detail for each month, as well as um, a few other things that we'll, we'll let you guys know about soon. So definitely pay attention. It'll be coming out in September. Make sure you are subscribed to our email so you can join that immediately. Now we also have nurture your child through their design. This is a class that we did, a free class that we recorded that we have decided that we're going to make a whole guidebook for. 
and you'll be able to pick up the recording as well as the guidebook. And we're going to be going through all the types through the lens of a child. And then we're also going to be giving you nervous system regulation through the variables. We've come up with a few ways that we've been working with our children with this, and we wanted to share it with you. So please pay attention to this coming out late August. Now, If you've been wanting to work with Leah and I one-on-one, if you enjoy how we explain human design, astrology, and tarot, I do the human design portion and Leah does the tarot portion and we both do one-on-one readings. So if you would like to get a reading, you can head to our website in the show notes down below and book a reading with us. Now I'm going to start, stop talking about all this stuff and I'm just going to let you guys get into it. Feel free to reach out to us. We love hearing from you and go ahead and listen to this next brand new episode. See you over there, friends. Welcome to the Human Design and Astro Club podcast. I'm Crystal and this is a solo episode. Um, Yeah, welcome. And if you're new here, welcome, welcome. I usually have my co-host, Leah. Um, she is not with me because I said I would like to record a solo episode. I pulled a lot of you over on Instagram a long time ago, a very long time ago. This episode has been in the making for probably about a, almost a year. <laughs> um, I, I can't do things unless my sacral says now. And it was like literally right before I started recording this episode, I, I got the final green light. Yes. It's it's, this is time. And wow, is this a beautiful time to be recording this for a variety of reasons. So I guess if you're new here, what this podcast is, is it's a podcast for a bunch of weirdos. Um, people usually like when I say that because literally we're all a bunch of weirdos. It's about those that are ready and knowing that they're different and they're ready to step into that differentiation. That's what this podcast is for. It's for people that are ready to be seen. It's for people that are ready to be heard for exactly who they are. And Leah and I have created tools and also our weekly program episodes where we help guide you through the process of life through human design, astrology, and tarot. We do weekly transit updates called the program. You can find those in past and moving forward episodes. Uh, We've also created the program plus, which is, which they're monthly forecasts um, that are um, deeper detailed understandings of the energetic imprints that we'll be receiving for that month and how to take inspired and aligned action. Um, We just launched this month of October um, on the first, which was, um, I'm going to be really transparent here. And I'm I'm honestly a little bit on the struggle bus with this whole situation um, and kind of questioning everything, honestly, because of this. And if it wasn't for knowing, for knowing the transits, I'm going to be straight up with you guys. There's a few times where I'm like, I can't do this. I have to close this. That's how serious I feel about um, a lot of things right now. Um, that whole saying, it's it. Uh, being an entrepreneur is not for the faint of heart. It is truth. There's a reason why um, the channel of the entrepreneur, and excuse me if you hear my high sound generator, which this episode is about him, is in the background because he's in the other room and he's being extremely loud and distracting. But anyways, um, the reason why the channel of the entrepreneur is connected to the heart, it's from the spleen to the heart is because you have to have willpower to work through a lot of the material bullshit that you're going to be facing. You have to have uh, this belief that you're worth more than a lot of the experiences and the trials and errors that you're going to go through with being an entrepreneur. 
So Leah and I have gotten really lucky. Um, I'm really like, wow, we really, this last, this last year is when we started the human design and astral club. It's been a, a year now, just a year. And, um, and technically we weren't even fully started this last year. It's honestly when we just started the podcast, but we were still figuring things out, um, for a, a good time before we really started launching things. So it's hard to say the exact time. And I still think we're at the very beginning. I mean, even just a year out, that's, that's the fucking beginning. Um, and we've gotten really lucky. We've launched a lot of things actually in this last year and each launch honestly worked out pretty well for the most part. Obviously you always, uh, wish for more. Um, but for the most part with everything that we did, it went pretty smooth in regards to sales and in regards to, uh, streamlining the offer. Like it's just, there was no real glitches or, um, any issues with customers or anything. Everything has gone pretty well. And then, um, I got the sacral response and also the splenic hit. They came together and said, we have to put out, start putting out monthly forecasts because shit's about to get weird. I'm going to be straight up with you guys. It's already getting weird. This Mercury retrograde was literally the worst retrograde I've ever experienced. And I'm usually like, you guys, it's fine. It's, it happens a few times a year. You know, you're going to experience some glitches here and there, miscommunication, no big deal. No, literally everything has been off and every person I have talked to has had a horrible time. And that's why we did not do, I saw what was coming and Lee and I even talked like, could we work this out? Blah, blah, blah. No, I realized, you know what? This is not worth the time to be putting out our variable intensive that we moved to spring because it was going to be problems, which I was like, if we're not doing the variable intensive, then maybe this is the time we launch our forecast, our monthly forecast, because it's not, it's, it's a, it's, it's, it's not a big launch. It's not a big offer. It's 1199 a month to, to get an audio and a, um, forecast calendar and guidebook. So, I mean, there's a lot of detail, but it's not like, um, you know, and an, a five week intensive that we were planning on launching. I was like, I can't do that to myself, but I am, um, we really, really checked our, our, our eyes that we dotted and crossed our T's and, and triple checked them. And we, we found a few glitches that happened, but we fixed them right away, but we were not prepared for, um, the website that hosts our website, uh, the system, basically we weren't prepared for a glitch in their system on their back end. was not prepared. Um, and that's what happened. There ended up being a glitch on the back end of Kajabi and they were also not available. So that was fun because it happened on the weekend. So their support chat was not available. And luckily I have a six, two genius generator husband who does this for a living. He does global customer customer support. He's a director for a company that he, in his brain is literally a computer. So we got very lucky that he was able to help us. But it was also by the time we realized that it was a Kajabi issue and not a Leah issue, I'm sure a lot of you decided to not purchase, which I understand because there was a few people that said, I, it took me over five tries to purchase. And for you, just thank you. Thank you for your dedication. If you're listening to this right now, because um, I had projected numbers in mind that we did not reach. Um, Leah tries to remind me that we got a bunch of sales, but I said, you know, um, we know what we, what it was looking like. And, um, as a power view that I am, <sighs> it feels, it hurts, especially because for me, the reason why I, I wanted to put out this podcast our, our, yeah, it's our, our premium. It's basically premium episodes of an accelerated more. Um, I don't even want to use the word advanced because people have been giving us feedback and saying that 
it's really easy to follow if you're not, there's people that like human design, but they're not, they don't understand all the astrology lingo, but they said that it was very helpful. Um, if you did not understand really either end, um, you could still understand what the energy of the month was going to be and how to really take aligned action. Someone also said that they created, they, they got a huge calendar, um, that they could write like detailed notes on and they, um, wrote out their whole game plan for the month with the energy for, uh, for the month of October, because we gave a lot of detailed ways that you can utilize and leverage, um, these transits. There's some high energy days, very small pockets of windows for the month of October. I'm going to, I'm going to speak really frank here, very small windows, but they're there. I'm going to be taking advantage of them. Um, I would not have launched if I, if it wasn't for that, you know, we're launching something for the month of October. I would have not launched it October 1st. I told Leah, we're probably going to have a few issues. Um, and we thought we had fixed most of them before we even pressed go. Um, but we were not prepared for there being an issue on, uh, the place that hosts our website. We weren't prepared for that. Um, we had never had that happen before. We were very naive to it. Um, we've learned a lot of things in this last year that I think we're probably going to do an episode on entrepreneurship. I know a lot of you are interested in our entrepreneurial journey and also the way we work together as a projector and, and a generator. We have a lot to say with that because we do work really well together. I'm going to start crying about that now because... just going to be a crying episode. I have no idea why I'm wearing makeup. Um, it's a waste of <laughs> fucking energy. Um, but I'm just very grateful for Leah. Um, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now without her. And that's the truth. She, she tries to tell me like otherwise, but it's the truth. She really is what I am not. And I'll never be her. Um, she's got a lot of genius projector attributes that I, I do not have. And if it wasn't for her and also just her dedication to what we're trying to do, I mean, she's a defined heart. Our friendship channel is through the channel of surrender the 4426 and I am just very grateful for her and also that she is a lot calmer than me <laughs> I feel like if there were two me's it wouldn't work out between the two of us because we need someone that we need to be we balance each other out is really what it is she is the yin to my being energy and it's the truth we complete a lot of each other's uh hanging gates which is a beautiful thing to have in business i actually called her in we'll do a whole episode on this i'm not going to get into this right now but um yeah i wanted to do this solo episode because i pulled you guys on my younger son my one three sacral generator otis um yesterday was his third birthday which he's a one, three. And I, I've been watching, it's been so interesting. I have two boys and I've been watching the progression of the lines through, uh, the first formidable, formidable six years of their life. Um, I found human design when my, um, older son, who's a manifester, who's seven now, when he was around two, um, and I was really able to see like how the lines really work because the, the first year is obviously really the year of discovery, right? And they have no idea what they're doing. They, can, they can't even hold up their head until like three months old. And it's through the second year of their life that they're really able to like discover their gifts, discover walking, discover talking, discover, 
um, things that they enjoy and like you start seeing their personality come out, but it's still not quite there. Cause two, they're not like fully verbal. I mean, some kids are mine. We're not, we're not mine. We're actually more physical. My boys are both mountain mountain boys, which I would highly recommend that if you have children, probably if you're listening to this, there's a good chance that you are. This is also going to be a great episode for anyone that just wants to learn human design. Cause I'm going to be really sharing, um, Otis's birth story through the lens of human design. And um, I discovered something really beautiful right before I got on here. And there was a reason why I felt really called to do um, this episode during his birth, because there was something that wanted to come through to really explain his birth story. And this is where, this is also gonna be a really good explanation of also transits. Because obviously the day that he was born, was what was in transit that day. Right. And so something happened to him, um, later on in that evening, early morning, I know what time it was because of the shock that, that came over when it, for me, when it happened. Um, and it's just so interesting that we think that we have all this free will. It's just so fascinating to me because realistically, if you have no idea what the transits are, you don't have free will. You are, and even if you do, you're still being heavily influenced by the cosmos. The stars are sending this frequency, these neutrinos, they're called they're subatomic particles. Um, Ra actually discovered them before they were even discovered in science. And there's still, I think, so much speculation and debate about them. Um, but there's these tiny particles that carry a, carry a mass that can actually penetrate, which is re and moves very, very quickly. And it, 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 it's a confusing concept. Don't try to figure it out. If you don't know what I'm talking about, and if I've already confused you, just listen to my words. And I would suggest probably listening to it again, and then just watching, putting on your little observer hat. That's what I'm going to try to help you guys do right now is put on your little observer hat. And if you have a child, um, this would be a great episode for you too. Um, you'll, you'll probably appreciate it. And I really wanted to talk about this because Otis's birth story, the whole situation, I guess we could just say was out of my control. It always is right. I mean, I actually, the funniest thing is, is that I planned for him. So my older son is on, is, is incorporated in my incarnation cross. Um, and I saw that on the other side, on my design side. So my son has stuff on my conscious side with, um, his, his cancer and then his Capricorn rising. And on the other side, I saw um, my unconscious son, which is in Libra. And something came over me one day. And I said to myself, if I'm going to get to my North node, which my North node is in is depending on if you use whole house placements or, or not, but it, I really do resonate with both. Um, I really resonate with the fifth and the fourth house with my North node because my son's a um, cancer manifester and that's connected to the fourth house, uh, fourth house rules cancer. And I've always had this really um, deep desire to have children and to find balance between work and home life because my mother was the breadwinner and she was never around. She couldn't be, she had to do too many things. She was take, not only was she the breadwinner, but then she was taking my brother and me to activities and then other things. And, and she was, and she even worked on weekends sometimes when we were younger. And I just feel like she was never around the way that I needed her to be. And I remember, and I feel like this is part of my learning process and also to get to where I'm going. So I can kind of overcome. I feel like we come into, uh, this world to do better than whatever our parents 
set set out to do or or even had the capacity to do because my father was a deadbeat. I'm just going to say it. I'm going to be straight up. We're going to be straight up today. This is open, honest conversation happening here. And I, um, and this is one of the reasons why I do what I do now, because when I was a little girl, I told my mother that I was going to save the children and not in the weird way that we were watching for the last, um, you know, few years, like legit helping people overcome trauma because I had experienced, um, trauma, from when I w- was zero to, I believe, 17, when my mom officially divorced my dad. He was physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually abusive to all of us. And I had to go through a lot of hard times that I pray my children never have to go through. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why what happened with Otis the, the night that he was after he was born, why it was so hard for me, because I really, I know that life, and this is where I say life is hard enough just being alive because things happen and just like being in human form, it's hard. It would like, let's be real. It's hard. But when you add elements of trauma or tragedy or, or things like that, it's, 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 it's a challenge. It's a struggle. And we're going to talk about struggle tonight because I do create the channel of struggle with my child. And I would highly recommend that if you do have children, seeing where you make connections, because this is going to be some of your biggest learnings. Now, when I say I create a channel with him, it means that I have a hanging gate. I have one end of a frequency connected to a center. And then my son has the other end of the frequency connected to the center. And together we create the channel, meaning a full frequency. So it's really part of our learning together as mother and son that we're going to be going through the experience of that fullness of that channel. And Leah and I did put out a class recently that we've gotten really great feedback on. Thank you so much for everyone that has given us feedback on this class called Nurture Your Child Through Their Design. And the entire class is basically on how to nurture your child through their design. And we do talk about um, open centers being more of that nurturing end because it is through the open centers that you are going to experience versions of trauma. That's where trauma really does get stored. That's where the not self comes from. And so um, really nurturing um, what that center actually means, what the, what the highest expression of it is and what they're really here to learn and overcome. Cause it, there's a lot of overcoming with our open centers because it's being amplified through our outside world, through other people's energy, and it's distorted. So we don't quite grasp it. Like for example, I have a completely open solar plexus. So I can't fully grasp, especially when they hit me, when emotions hit me, I'm like, what the fuck is this? I don't even, I can't even hold it. I can't even hold the energy because it's, I'm so open to it. I'm so, um, like there's no buffer. There's nothing to filter it through. It's supposed to be experienced. Now, if I had maybe my emotional uh, manifesting generator mother, if she had told me when I was younger, if she knew that I had an open solar plexus and told me when I was younger, don't try to make sense of how you feel. I really wish somebody would have told me that. Don't try to make sense of how you feel because you are here to help others really through feeling, through understanding their words and their emotions that they're experiencing so that you can hold space for them and give a a learning, a, a deeper meaning to it through watching it, through observing it. We don't observe, observe our open centers because nobody knows how to do that. We're all, we're trying to be all of it. We're not trying to differentiate and be our definition, which our definition should be nourished, fed. We should be feeding our kids their definition, allowing them to lean into it 
say, you're so good at this. You're so good at responding to life. You know what you want in the moment, Crystal. If somebody would have told me that when I was younger, I could have been being fed from that place instead of it being a natural part of me that I disregarded it. We tend to disregard our definition because we don't, we take it for granted. We don't know anything else. Like when I get to watch Leah, for example, pull from her um, undefined sacral sometime, I have to say, hold on a second. She needs me to nurture her here. She needs me um, to tell her, you know, you don't have to try to get it all done right now. Like you, I'm telling you, we need to get this done, but it doesn't need to be right now. Don't worry about it right now. And really try to care for her in that space. Instead of being like a generator, if I didn't know this about her, I would be like, go ahead and get it done. Why, why aren't you, we need it done by now. We need all, and uh, I'm going to give you 20 more things to do right now. That I would not even recognize. We, it's hard, so hard if, if it's defined in us for to recognize that the other person can't do it because for us, it's easy. We take our definition for granted. So if you would like to pick up this class on nurture your child through their design, we also go through all the types and um, give a lot of great examples through our own kids because we both have all the types except a reflector, but we have all the others. There's a generator. My, uh, I have a generator. I have a manifester and Leah has a projector and a manifesting generator. And we talk about their experience. And also I've read for children. I have clients that have children. Um, I've witnessed a lot of children and know their designs that I do have a lot of um, one, three experience with children. Um, and I felt like this class was very important to put out. So if, if it's something that interests you, you can pick it up. It's only 25 bucks. And then also our um, program that a lot of you are probably going to want to pick up after you listen to this episode is also only $11.99 and it comes with an hour audio detailed for all the high energy energy days of the month, um, as well as um, ways to take aligned action for those energies and an explanation of what they mean. And then we have new moon and full moon rituals. We have a tarot card pole connected to a gate, which I thought that this one was actually really synergetic. Like, I don't even know what the right word is. Like, it was just so natural that it had to be that gate in this card. So I'm excited um, for everyone that has picked this up to, to really take advantage of their month. Cause that's what the monthly forecast, the, uh, the program plus is here to do. And so let's, let's get, let me tell you Otis's story. And as I'm telling it, and I don't even know exactly how I want to fully share this yet. Um, all I know is that I need to share it. And I also have a completely open throat. I'm also a one, three sacral generator, which my younger son, Otis, that I'm about to talk about is also a one, three sacral generator. So it's kind of like looking in the mirror at myself. I feel like my other manifester is the opposite of me. And it's like, for me, it's like looking in a fun house mirror with him, but like, he's just straight up my opposite. And then my little one's my mini me. And it's really interesting that, and they both have, um, the cross of tension, which we're in right now, the energy of that. And it's so interesting that I wanted to record this um, when the gate of biting through or the hunter or the huntress, whichever one you want to talk, um, keynote, gate 21 is currently in transit in the earth. And this was also what was in transit the day that Otis was born um, three years ago. And so I also have the 21 and mine is in my conscious moon in the sixth line, which is called keynoted as chaos. And Otis is, a, is in the first line, right? Is it the first line? Hold on. Let me double check that I got this right. Yes. Um, I'm a one three and I always like to try to, you know, give you the foundation. So Otis is, was in the first, is in the first line, excuse me. And his keynote for that particular line is warning. 
And it's really interesting that he was warning me to the chaos that was about to ensue and um, I was about to endure that we were about to endure on that day. And so Otis, it was, and it's so interesting because my spleen alerted me before I had him. I really wanted, so my first son, I had to do a C-section with him because he was breached. He would not turn. It's a stubborn ego manifester. Okay. He was not turning. I tried all the things he didn't want to do it. So I just said, okay, this is how he wants to come in. I surrendered to the process and he was born, um, as a C-section. And I actually later on did a past life regression that I fell into by accident during a meditation, um, about him. And I found out the reason why he had to be a C-section is because we tried to do this in another life and he died during childbirth. So he decided that he was going to come um, as a C-section, which makes sense when I like look at his design because my manifester is also survival <laughs> view. Um, he's also small cognition. He's also a first line. And so um, with an undefined spleen. And so he he had to come in as a C-section so that he could survive. And so that meant that, you know, in the time and age that we're in now, they want you to do another C-section, which I could have, um, you know, gone to a midwife and really tried to wait that process out. But I really, really did feel safe. I'm also a first line small cognition. I, and I have a defined spleen. I'm not looking to not feel safe. Okay. I know where my safety is and I stick to it. All right. And I did feel really safe with her if I ever had to do a C-section, which I did have to with the first one that I would want it to be her because she was a, she was professional. She was, I mean, that woman could cut a straight line and she cared. And that was also important. Um, So I decided that if he's supposed to come naturally, that it would happen. If he wasn't, then she would be there because she said she would give me three days, which is, um, I'm like, okay, uh, I'm like, come early, you know, but did not happen. We waited the three extra days. He did not come. And so, um, we did a C-section. But I remember that week before he was born, uh, my spleen, which is defined, started alerting me um, that there was something bad was going to happen. And I kept feeling death, which is interesting because I have gate 28. My 28 is in Pluto. And and Pluto is really connected to our, um, our truth, our hidden truth. And so there's a mystery of, uh, there's always been a mystery of, of death with me. And I do have a fear of death. I do. Um, I, uh, less than I do now, I, cause I'm, I'm continuing to be faced with it. Maybe you heard that I almost died. <laughs> uh, I don't know why I laugh when I say this, it's not really funny, but I almost died in 2010. I got hit by a car on my bike and time stopped on that day. We've, I've talked about it in past episodes, but maybe I'll do just an episode just on that. But, uh, right now we're not doing that. So anyways, back to where I was with this. So there was a lot of feelings of death before Otis was born. So I was a little in it, like it was an indicator to C-section I was seeing because I have uh, my bridge gate is gate 57 when that uh, sometimes I get glimpses of the future. And actually my mother has the, uh, what is it? The 1057 or the 2057. Um, and then my husband also has, what does he have? Um, oops, he has, oh, never mind. I thought he had the 57 in some way, but no, it's just my mother. Okay. I wasn't sure. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I, sometimes I like to merge people's charts together. I, I look at so many charts all the time. Um, but anyhow, 
So I kept seeing glimpses of death and I, and it and it was something related to breathing. Um and I didn't know what that meant at the time because there was I, I was only getting visuals of pieces uh but I didn't know what they all meant and so you know I had to have the kid. So he was born and he he, he seemed fine at the beginning. Um and I was very grateful. But then I noticed he was doing some stuff um, and he was the way he was like, kind of like bobbing around and he just seemed a little different than I remember he, then my uh, older son, he seemed, I don't want to know if I want to use the word healthier, but it just, there was something that was off. And I actually noticed that my undefined spleen emotional generator sister-in-law noticed that he seemed a little off which I had thought before she came to visit and then when she said it and I was like oh okay and so I couldn't shake whatever the feeling was that was about to uh, to come and it was later on uh early morning like right before midnight around 11 ish um that or I guess that would be late at night, 12 a.m., 11 p.m., excuse me, trying to be exact here. <laughs> but anyways, so I had noticed uh, that he was looking a little off. And I remember when I fed him at that time, he all of a sudden went blue. Maybe you've heard of this, maybe, maybe you haven't. Um, they referred to it as a blue spell when uh, some baby stopped breathing which is really fascinating because Otis, um, he, he has gate 22, which the 1222 is connected to the, to the breath and to the voice. It's actually gate 12 that, um, is the reason why we speak. It's, it was what was developed, um, through the larynx that, um, was able to give us, a, uh, that vocal box that throat, that throat energy, that's where it comes from. And that 1222 is, is really connected to the breath. And, um, for him, it's in his second line in, uh, Neptune. That's the only place that he has it. Let me double check. Yes. It's in Neptune and it's really fascinating. Um, because it's the gate of openness. And for Otis's, what is his in the second line? So the keynote of that is charm school. The belief that style can mask nature, the ability to successfully delude oneself and others, the possibility to attract others with an emotional style. The legalization of form over substance, where the style is energized at the expense of awareness. And so there's an in, there was an interesting theme here with this day with Otis with the second line. Um, because the second line is what's hidden. It's that gift that's hidden. And it's, it's also deeply connected to spirituality. And it's connected to hope. And it was that moment that he had the blue spell that that gate 21 that Otis has went into the second line, which the 21.2. So I said that his 21.1 is connected to um, the keynote of warning. And now the second line is connected to might is right. Okay. This is the legitimacy of action in response to a flagrant and persistent interference. There was some sort of blockage in his breathing. And I knew that he had to be uh, an, a natural or a vaginal birth um, because there was something I, I was seeing some sort of visual that was going to happen with his lungs, which is what ended up happening. And that's where the blue spell came from. He stopped breathing because he, he had fluid in his lungs. And this is a powerful and extreme reaction. 
here is the severest action will be the most successful, the legitimate rejection of interference on the material plane, a tendency to regret severity, no matter how legitimate the ego uncontrollable with severity. And I remember when I saw him go blue, I was like, is this, this isn't normal. And so when we've, um, he, he, he came back right after I pulled, like he was, uh, I was breastfeeding him. And so when I took him off, he came back, but he was acting funny. And so when the nurse came in, um, she's like, oh, we're going to have to admit him. And she's like, there's, they're going to have to do all, they're going to have to check him. He's going to have to go to the PICU. And I remember that feeling, that deep feeling in my chest, in my heart which gate 21 is connected to um, the heart center and the G center. Um, the, the, the heart center, actually the heart chakra actually mutated. And that's where the G center and the heart split off. Um, but they're connected between, between that 2551, right? Um, which I do have the 25, that universal love. And so the 21 is really about control. And that's currently what's transiting the earth right now. And there's a reason why I had to do it today. I had to talk about this today. Because there is no control when your child has a challenge happening in their body that you, you don't even know how to help them. And I remember them wheeling him away and them saying, he's going to be, they, that's when the nurses told me he's going to be in there for about 10 days. I said, 10 days, how, like, they're not just going to run in my, I mean, I had never experienced this before. And they're like, you, they have to run enough tests to make sure that he could go home and he's healthy and they're, and they're going to have to pump him with fluids and antibiotics. And I was just like, my, I had no control over what was about to happen to my child. And I had to remain in that second line hope. And what's really fascinating is that time frame that this happened in. That's what the motivation was actually in during that time was hope. And the most interesting thing that I'm about to tell you is that when he was in there for 10 days, and I want to let you know, I didn't sleep. I slept for, I take that back. I did go home for two hours every day just to take a shower. And I slept for, I think 30 minutes. I was falling asleep in those chairs in the PICU. I was there basically other than those two out 22 hours out of the day. And I was exhausted, but there was that 21 that was really teaching me how to bite through that chaos because the six line of gate 21 is chaos. And this says where ineffective action leads to disorder. And I'll tell you, because Otis came back after he had that blue spell, I thought maybe that's not a really big deal because he's fine. Like he's fine. But my spleen was telling me that I couldn't risk that ineffective action is definitely going to lead to disorder. And so I wasn't about to take that risk for my child's life. Um, and I had, I didn't know that he was going to be admitted for 10 days, but I would do the same thing over again if I had to. Um, but it was in that moment that I had told the nurse that, that I I did lose control and there was chaos that did in, in that ensued after that. And so the most interesting thing for me was that I don't know if you can, any of you listen to Paramore, if you ever did listen to Paramore. I always loved, I always loved her um, and loved her voice and um, well, loved them. And 
I don't know why I decided to start listening to this song. I mean, on repeat, my um, North Node is in gate 24 on both design and conscious side. Sorry if my you hear my manifestor laughing. He laughs when his sacral gets lit up. <laughs> it's that the laughter is like so just like, I don't even know what the words are. Anyways, back to this. Um, so what's interesting is that they have this song, Paramore has a song called uh, The Last Hope, which I find to be extremely interesting because that was the motivation that was in transit the moment that this happened. And I remembered saying to myself, that's all I can be in right now is hope. That's all I can be in. I had no idea what was happening to him. I couldn't even hold him for the, I don't even know how many hours they weren't giving him any food. So it didn't matter if I wasn't breastfeeding him. I, I remember I didn't get to feed him. I think again, until, um, early that next morning, um, cause they were pumping him with fluids. It was a very scary thing to watch your tiny child be pumped with things and have masks and all the hookups, um, possible to their tiny little bodies. And he was a fucking fighter. He has gate 38, which is the gate of the fighter. And the, the doctors would tell me that he would literally like beat them up to not, cause he had to be, um, stuck. His blood had to be checked. Like, I think it was like every hour. There was like a bunch of tests they had to run, like at certain points, like uh, over and over and over again for the first 24 hours. Um, and so he was being poked and stuck and he actually has little scars on the bottom of his feet, um, from being poked and stuck. And like, this is like nothing compared to a lot of the babies that I was seeing in the PICU. Um, so I was, I am just so grateful for being able to take him home there. I had to remain in that hope which is fascinating because I am desire motivation and I'm here really to take action. And so there was no real action I could take other than being there for my child. Otis is need motivation. And there is, I've noticed with need motivation too. My mother's also need motivation. I've worked with a lot of need motivation people. And there is that symbiotic relationship between need. It's a fourth line. It's connected to the fourth line. And um, it's really, it's just really interesting because I, not only do they know your necessities, I feel like need motivation, like they know what are requirements for you. Like my mom, she's, she would tell me that she would, uh, always carry like three pairs of clothes or more in her diaper bag. She always had way too many napkins. She still does. Um, and like, they just know what the necessities are and, um, they know who needs what they really do. And so, but they also have, like, they also know that their needs need to be met. And I could feel that from this tiny little baby. I was like, he needs me right now. There's so much more depth to that, but this is just surface level stuff. Um, we talk about motivation, which we're going to be diving into again in our variable intensive, but I want to give just like the surface level. Like if you think of the fourth line, it's really the foundation of the upper triagram, right? And that's what need motivation is. It knows the foundations of how to connect people to each other. And so I had to be there for him as much as I possibly could. Um, I mean, it's a scare, like, even though he's such a tiny baby, he doesn't really know what's going on. They really do know more of what's going on than we think that they do. And so I knew that this was going to be a traumatic event for him. And he also has an undefined heart and also an undefined solar plexus. He only has that hanging 22, which is connected to the breath, which is really fascinating. And like Neptune is very elusive. It's very mysterious. And it was very mysterious that he stopped breathing. They actually never fully found out other than uh, 
it seemed like more so that there was some sort of fluid in his lungs, but it was the whole thing was just very mysterious. I'm just going to say that Um, we never fully found out. It was, I don't even, we're not even going to get into it anyways. So Paramore back to Paramore. So they have this song called last hope. And so my hanging 24, which is, as I said, is connected to um, my unconscious and conscious North node, which the 24 is up in the Ajna, right? And it can, it's, it's, and especially because my have an undefined Ajna, that 24 can really go on that hamster wheel. And there's this repetitive process that I have to go through a lot of times to get to the next level of where I'm going to like move towards closer and closer towards my North node, so to speak. And I knew that this tiny baby, this, uh, this Libra connected to my unconscious son, he, I ended up having a Libra obviously, cause we are in Libra season. Um, he was the key to unlock my door to purpose. It was just a few months after he was born that I started journey through HD. And I believe his brother was the door. Milo, my manifester, he created the door that Otis was then going to unlock in me. It's just such a beautiful, synergetic relationship between the two of them. And so I listened to that Last Hope song over and over and over again so for those two hours a day that I would go home I would need my husband to stay um and and bottle feed him my breast milk so I would have to go into that room and pump for him to be fed by my husband when I would go home to take a shower nap for 30 minutes I I mean I've I don't know if anyone's ever experienced um, not sleeping for a week would not highly not recommend it. It was the worst. It, I've never, like I felt like my body was beginning to shut down, but so last hope, I'm going to read you the lyrics and this is why it's connected to gate 21 and that, uh, motivation of hope as well as second line was in that gate 21. Um, when this happened, when he had that blue spell. And so this is the lyrics for um, The Last Hope. I don't even know myself at all. I thought I would be happy, but now. The more I try to push it all, I realize gonna let go of control. Gonna let it happen. Gonna let it happen. Gonna let it happen. Just let it happen. It's just a spark but it's enough to keep me going. And when it's dark out and no one's around, it keeps me glowing. Every night I try my best to dream tomorrow makes it better and wake up to the cold reality and not a thing is changed. Gonna let it happen. Gonna let it happen. It's just the spark, but it's enough to keep me going. And then Hold on. Uh, let me get to this other part. Aside from the fact that this, she can continuing to say she needs to let go of control. Um, and then it's not that I don't feel the pain. It's just, I'm not afraid of hurting anymore. And the blood of these veins isn't pumping any less than it ever has. And that's the hope. I have the only thing I know that's keeping me alive. I listened to that song on repeat, even when I was, I had my headphones in, I'm calm determination. So I would have my headphones in even when I was in the PICU because there was so much loud beeping and noises. And I would just have that song running on loop. We think that the transits are just made up. We think that we're, we can just make our own choices, but there's always 
there's always an underlying theme at play. There's always an underlying theme at play. And in this moment, if I would have really taken the time, and there's no way I was looking at the transits this day. I'm just letting, I was not, I was into the transits at this time, but I wasn't this invested as I am now. Um, I don't know. Uh, like, I feel like if I would have known what was happening during this time with the whole second line connect, connected to hope and needing to let go in, of control, I was literally, the lyrics were telling me to let go of control while I have hanging 21 and also my younger son. And what's the most interesting part aside from that is so my older son, who is an ego manifester, he has one channel and that's, it's, it's this, the full channel, the 2145, the money line. And so there was definitely this underlying theme of you're going to have to go through a bit of struggle which both of us create this channel together. I have the 28 and my son has the 38. And as I told you, uh, my 28 is in Pluto, which is really the underlying truth of my existence, that the world is not devoid of purpose, that there is something worth fighting for, and it's life. Life itself is worth fighting for and otis's 38 is in his unconscious earth and he also has it in his conscious south node so it's almost like we had in order to create this new life journey together. He had to release some of that struggle at the time of his birth or in that day that he was born to move forward in our, in our family. And almost like he helped complete our family. There was always a piece missing. When it was just Oda, I'm um, not just Oda, I mean Milo. When it was just Milo, I always knew there was going to be another. Um, and my husband and I create the channel of fertility together. I have the 59 and he has the six. And when you start looking at your family and your children and your partner, you really get bigger message and the bigger picture of what you guys are all doing here together. You really understand that Penta. And I am beyond grateful for my family. Um, aside from the experience that I had as me when I was a child and really wanting to help the children, I want to help my children. I'm doing what I'm doing now for my children for them to have a better life, for me to be able to be around for them as they grow up, as my mother wasn't able to do for me. And so I kind of want to just talk, talk about this today because I wanted to show that one, we're all fucking connected, man. We're all fucking connected. And there's a bigger purpose at play, even if we don't know it, even at the time, I didn't realize that I was listening to the last hope over and over again when we had hope in transit during that time in a variety of fashions. And I'm always connected. I'm always tapped in. I don't really need to see the transits to know how to experience the highest expression of them. But for me, there is comfort and security in knowing what is actually happening. And if I have the awareness of it, if I have the awareness of the transits, then I can actually utilize them. Maybe I wouldn't have been so much in my fear if I would have looked up the transits for that day. But I, I was too invested 
in the experience to maybe get a little bit more support through the transits. And that's what the transits, I, I could have seen that hope and said, you know what? As much as I'm not going to believe it right now, it's all going to work out. That's what hope is for. Hope, I, oh, I love when I get to meet or work with a hope motivation. I, I have a few that I work with right now. And I do readings for, and when I'm talking about working, like I do sessions. And there's also one in our membership that uh, I really, it's a manifester that I really appreciate. And they always show me that there's something bigger at work behind the scenes that we can't see. Because hope is a second color. It's the hidden gift. And that's what Otis was. He was a hidden gift to our family. And I'm so grateful for this little boy. He's, I get to look at him and see myself, see that sacral light up every day. I've, the, the, the laughter of a, of a generator is like no other. I'm just going to say it, okay? It's not because I'm a generator. It's because I watch it. And generators are just such balls of light. We expand the frequency around us. And so if you have a little one, if you just have a love, whoever, just give them a little hug and a kiss and tell them, I'm so happy you're here. I'm so happy you're in my life because life is a gift. And so maybe this week, as you're listening to this, while the 21's transiting the earth, let go of that control a little bit. Release the reins a little bit. I've had to do that a lot. As I said, I have the 21. So just release the reins because you never know what magic will come back to you if you can just let it go and surrender. So I hope you have a great rest of your week. And if you're, again, if you're interested in the program plus, you can go to the show notes down below and click on that link. It is working now and pick up the program plus and learn how to take aligned action for the month of October. Cause there's a lot happening. So I guess um, I'll stop chatting and I guess I'll see you over on the next one. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Crystal and I are really here as defined hearts to provide value to you with our unique insights. If you have found any of this episode valuable to you, we ask that you share with a friend, tag us with a highlight on Instagram, and write us a review so we can reach more people. Human design and astrology are tools to guide us toward our transformation. You are a unique and beautiful being, and we encourage you to let that light inside of you shine bright. See you in the next episode, friends.